We will go ahead and call tonight's meeting to order. Are there any changes or adjustments to the agenda? No. If not, entertain a motion to approve. So moved. Second. Motion and a second to approve the agenda. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? <clears throat> motion carries. Really working around um, our school improvement. Um, 
had the opportunity to look at some of the data that you've been we'll look at tonight or have looked at. And we've determined that really the work is on um, us to collaborate um, in teams and really to collaborate around the right work. So we developed our goal that we would be um, high-functioning PLC teams. So just kind of give you a little bit of background. We've done some work to develop norms really around how we will do that work, like just how we behave. Um, talk about just collaborating is easier said than done, especially when teachers are used to, um, you know, in the old days it was just you go in your room, you, you do what you do in your room, but really the work is to collaborate around um, student learning. So our teams are also developing student learning goals or have developed student learning goals. Um, and then they are developing action steps to reach those goals. And our leadership team then is monitoring the progress. So they're documenting that work. Um, and then they're really in the process right now of analyzing student their data and determining if they're making their goals. Um, and really that focus on student learning. And again, since we were identified in the area of math, our focus has been on math. Um, and so part of that too is also digging into really understanding the standards. So our last professional development was around um, deconstructing those standards so that they really have a clear idea of what their learning targets are. And then that will lead to better aligned assessments. So it's just a process and it's a continuous just continuous work that we'll need to be doing. Um, I think the other thing our team noticed is our, we've seen a lot of good growth in math from the efforts that we've done just the last couple of years. Um, we want to continue that. And we see some areas of literacy where we wanted to um, you know, have some intentional work. So this year, kind of like we did in math, we made some intentional moves to just do some routine implementation. So we have a um, biological awareness in every classroom is K through five. Um, so it's 10 to 15 minute routine where um, just a, a biological awareness, of kind of that finding those holes. So all kids are getting that. Um, we're also intentional about um, utilizing some specific materials with our interventions. Um, so just get really targeted to phonemic biological awareness and phonics. Um, and so we're, uh, I think the other thing is we're going to be intentional about that data. And, um, it used to be, I think we would wait a lot of times for screening data. So like fall, winter, spring, trying to get more protocols. So we're looking at it weekly, every three weeks. So after three weeks, we're already making shifts in kids rather than waiting. Um, so kids were sitting in interventions, maybe for something that Maybe they were already they're already beyond that, but they were kind of just sitting there until we screened again. So just improving that process, which is which is key. Um, I think the other thing is we recognize that our ELA curriculum materials are lacking, and so our, we do have an adoption committee that's working this year and really digging into that work to get us um, make sure we have some quality materials. Questions for me? I mean, that's. Thank you. Kevin? Uh, my report's included in your packet. Um, 
Uh, just a few things, just to, just to kind of some shout-outs here. Uh, congratulations to Oregon County High School volleyball team on Twin Lakes Conference Championships. They'll start tournament play uh, this coming Wednesday, um, and they'll be playing in Alta Aurelia. Uh, and also, uh, this last Saturday, October 16th, um, we had a, a night of musical theater in our small gym, and that we had a really nice crowd for that, and uh, just the what I notice there's just a degree of confidence in our kids now that they're willing to get up and perform. Uh, if you've ever been to our small gym, when you're performing there, the crowd's right up in your face. So you're not hiding behind the stage or stage life. You're right there. So we had a nice attendance and the kids were excited about it. There's kind of a certain energy that's going on with that. Um, this Thursday, we've got 14 kids going to Iowa Central for a healthcare. Uh, healthcare career day, so we're excited about that, and we know the, the shortage in the healthcare field, so hopefully those students will get interested in some of the uh, opportunities there. Uh, conferences are coming up here November 1st and 4th, um, 4 to 7.30. Uh, we're going to do one day of face-to-face, -face, which is on November 1st, and then the second day on November 4th, we're going to do Zoom, and that was based on a survey we put out to our high school parents about what they wanted to see. Did they prefer the Zoom? Did they prefer the face-to-face? -face? And it came back kind of a big bag of uh, what everybody wanted. So we thought, well, let's give them both in and give them both options. The only change that we're making is we're going to ask them to please sign up for a conference. Walk-ins will be welcome on that Monday, but it's nice if the teacher knows who's coming in because then they, that way they can prepare, show student work instead of doing the cold conference when you're not, you just kind of do the walk-in type of thing. Um, I also included just one aspect of the high school that we often don't hear a lot about, and that's our Collect Ed Center, and which is run by Gene Coon. So I'll let you take a look at some of the data there. But last year for the 2020-21 school year, students at the Flex Ed earned 133 credits. Uh, 22 math credits, 41 English credits, 43 social studies credits, and 27 science credits were earned there. Um, we had uh, 24 students attend the FlexEd at some point during that school year. Uh, our goal is always to get them back to the high school. Uh, if they fall behind, we want to get them back, get them back into the regular, regular high school. Uh, for some, that works. For others, it doesn't. It just kind of depends on the student, kind of where they're at uh, in, their, in their education. Um, the, average, uh, the average student at the FlexEd earns about 5.54 credits. Uh, the low, we had one student that earned one credit, we had one student that earned 15 credits, so that's kind of how it averages out. But um, the flex head plays a vital role for us uh, in giving kids an avenue where they can uh, make up credits and still stay on track for graduation. One thing that we notice is uh, if a student misses graduation with their class that they've been through, the percentage or the, the chances of that student dropping out is greater. So we always want to try to make sure they stay within the confines of their eighth grade and their graduating class. That's always been a goal. And uh, Gene, too, like I said, has been out there as long as I've been here. So he's, I've been here 18 years, 17 years. So he's been out there about as many years as I've been out there. And he has a full-time associate in Julie House and they work very well together uh, with, with the various kids and the families that, that, that we serve out there. So. Um, really, that's about it for my report, but I'll try to kind of continue to add something new, like next time we'll probably tag what we do at the high school for tag, and kind of give you some different snippets of some of those different energies we don't always hear much about. Any questions at all?
Yeah, Ken, I see here that the lunch is provided by the elementary school. Are we taking lunches to them or yeah. they come here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they send in a lunch count and then they usually do that by 9 o'clock and then the lunch is brought up to them. They do have a light breakfast too. Uh, it's nothing immense, but it's like cereal and some fruit and stuff like that too. Okay. Yep, yep. So we try to mirror. There are students that are welcome to come to all of our high school activities and stuff like that. We encourage them to do that. Any questions? Other questions? I have a few items. Uh, count day is over and done. Actually, thanks a lot to Beth. She does the state reporting and putting in the student data. And so our student data was up about 22 students this year. Uh, some of that's related to open and rolled out students. Um, so, but what we're educating in the building is of six students compared to last year. Also, depending on, so the school board election is November 2nd, and depending on the process that it takes for those election results to be canvassed, to become official so the board can approve those, that will either happen at the November meeting or the December meeting. Um, I would like to do the unspent balance um, update at the meeting that we have the whole new board. So if it's at November, we'll do it then. If it's not till December, we'll do it in December. I know Jay's talked to me a little bit when I was going over the agenda with, with Jackie. Does anybody have any updates on this requirement of vaccinations for employees? And maybe it's different for a public school compared to a private school. And so I don't know if you in your businesses have any updates or anything that as a school we need to be concerned about. Our phone call on Friday um, still kind of on hold with the government. So okay. OSHA has not come out with any kind of stuff yet. I know that it, for our business, it's a huge, huge deal uh, to be testing. Yeah, we, we have kind of the same old pattern, of course. Um, I think the concern is this, if it goes through, where are you going to get the testing done? Because there's been a lot of differences in the testing. So I think there's a lot of unanswered questions and a lot of resources that we need to be found. Yeah. We're kind of all waiting out. And I think at the private sector there was a hundred employee count, so if you were less than hundred, maybe you didn't have to comply, but if you're over hundred employees, you have to comply. Then the last thing, and I I just put a little bit of information on this today. I just have a feeling for some of our staff, there's some stress going on. I'm talking all staff. And in visiting with uh, one of our employees here, wanted to know if we had something called an employee assistance program because in another district where this employee had worked, it was available to them. And so I did a little bit of investigating. I put some information the Carroll School District is implementing if their board approves it an employee assistance program. But basically, as I understand it, it's an avenue if people have an array of issues. It could be emotional uh, issues, it could be financial issues, um, dealing with a loss, 
that it would be an avenue that they could go and seek some counseling or some support. And so I just bring it up as a board. If it's something that I think that we want to provide to our staff, it's something that I can explore. Um, that there's that information. And then just briefly, Jackie said there's companies looking at maybe doing something and she could provide a rule of case. you had any questions over how to read those graphs or I mean you'll notice 
Um, we're pretty much in line with the state results. I also have broken down by demographics. <clears throat> I haven't, I didn't share that report with you. I just got it finished today. But um, we can break, we have reports on gender, female, male results, and free and reduced. If you have less than 10 kids in any category, they don't generate enough population. So like grade nine was the only one that had IEP because they're the only grade that had enough um, special ed students. We don't have enough um, racial groups in any one grade to report out. So um, as far as those results, there's not any really big trends. Um, there's um, some gap between the school results and the free and reduced, um, but not, I think, anything that's huge, but something that maybe administrators will want to start to address. Um, and as instructional coaches, we may, we may want to start to look into things we can do for that population in the classroom that would be good for all kids. Sammy, as, as we look at these, it's got like spring of 19, spring of 21. Those are two different cohort groups. Right, yes. And so there's also one report, I think it got in the packet that has like the years color coordinated so you can track the actual groups. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, so like the fifth grade report from 2019 are those kids that are in seventh grade now and then the ones that took it last year. So as in any year, you're not always comparing apples to apples. It's two different groups. Um, so that could show, if there's like big discrepancies between scores from 19 to 21, could be, it's a different group of kids. Um, could also be, I think you'd notice there's probably an impact from not being in school for three months. When you looked at it, Sammy, was there any aha things that just struck you um, that we as administrators need to focus more on? Um, I think the elementary dove into their results pretty hard and um, came up with the fact that we need to do, you know, they just need to know their standards a little bit better and what practices help support those. Um, Grade 8 ELA, they put out some pretty good results from year to year. So shout out to Bonnie for doing a good job there. Um, I mean, overall, you know, we, we were in line with the state, but we can do better. So I'm going to go backwards a little bit to, to Danny's report here. You know, he's got... Uh, read, fall reading results and then fall or math results is that are those percentages are proficient so basically we're looking at a third of our kids are not proficient a third or higher mm -hmm. across the board now his reading results are based on the fast results which are it's a screener yeah. but it, it does have high correlation with um like the Iowa assessments. So if a student does well on that screener, they will most likely do well on the Iowa assessment. And would those results from the screener here be very similar to what we have with this here? I would assume so. I haven't, 
cross-checked it that close, but probably. Because they just browsed real quick and looked to me like when we're looking at non-proficient, we're looking at 33 to 40% pretty much across the board. Mm -hmm. Both district and well, the state's a little lower, but. Right. <clears throat> Sammy, maybe talk about the ESSA list this year. Okay, so, you know, in 2018, I believe it was, we got designated on the ESSA list because of the Iowa School Performance Profile. Um, there will be a new profile coming out here, I believe in November was what I heard, but they have frozen those ESSA um, designations, so there will be no new designations this fall. So as an elementary, we're still considered comprehensive until, is it spring, Becky, or? They, they're not real clear. When will the following list come out? Is that what's real eye opener? Right, that's what we're not sure. But there will be reports that come out this fall that will have, like, they'll have that same report percentage-wise. They just won't designate any schools off those reports. Did they get a reason for why? I'm sure it has something to do with coronavirus. Yeah, I'm sure it was COVID related yeah. because some schools were virtual. almost virtual all year. Some were hybrid for a significant part of the year. Some were face to face. And so I think they just said freeze everything and we'll come well, back and pick it up our again. funding if you're an ESSA school, but our funding has run out as of the last year, except for carryover money. So they won't be funding anybody new, basically. Right. And then to get the report, then for reporting to get get the information to parents, each student has a code that that uh, they can basically download this code, and that's by student. So you would get two, you know, and and so each student has a code. You can click on that, and that'll take you through how to decipher the. The reports and stuff like that. So I think our decision was we're gonna we're going to print all these out and mail them out. That way everybody gets a copy because sometimes you know if you get a code in the mail or something, you might look at it and just kind of breeze through it as opposed to something in the mail. And then we'll have some type of tutorial so that'll explain kind of how to decipher and how to interpret your student scores and stuff. So we just saw it, we talked about that at an administrative meeting. I think the only difference is at parent teacher conferences, we would hand out to yeah. those parents who show up for conferences. And if they don't show up, then we will mail the rest out. Yeah. And there will be a video coming out soon so that parents know how to read that report. Um, the report's a little bit more extensive than it was in 2019 because they show growth from 2019 to 2021 and, and the writing they show like how the students scored on each area and so it is a little bit more um, extensive than it was before. But the other thing about printing is the amount of time it would take to Beth and I to um, sort through those codes and figure out the best way to get them to people and organized families, you, I, I think our time can be better spent. So. Has anybody seen this video that they're going to send out for parents? We haven't made it yet. What they were going to make their own. Yeah, I'll have to make it. Yeah, I'll have to make it. Yeah. Well, let's make sure that parents are not in education can understand. <laughs> yep. 
So it's a normal consent through the board policies. The construction change orders to date, they're included for both the elementary and high school. Uh, when, we, when we had the audit, the auditor felt the board still needed to approve those. Uh, I was going under the assumption we have the contingency plan and communicating the change order so you can see what those amounts are to date. And then a part of our buildings and grounds project was Steve was to find bids for a skid loader. And so as a school, we get a governmental price. So we contacted two different companies, but both of them said they'll be within $100 of each other. So we just have the one bid that we're providing to you uh, for the skip over. Um, unless there are any questions, I'd recommend approval of the consent. So moved. Second. Motion and a second to approve the consent items. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Personnel? No resignations, Scott. What? So, none tonight. Uh, so we just have a few contracts, and those are for all supplemental B contracts. So you have a, a junior high basketball coach, assistant junior high uh, basketball, assistant varsity basketball, and the cheer sponsor for the two-thirds of the year. Second. Are there any board reports or anything before we would deal with the possible closed session? Okay, so um, a student situation is closed unless the family requests open. And just just for educational purposes, an adult situation is is open unless they request closed. If they're just the opposite, so we have a student open enrollment eligibility request. And would you like that to be in closed or open session? Closed, please. Okay, so there will be some motions that we have to make. Just so everybody's clear, once we are done with closed session, the board gets the right to decide who's in closed session. Generally, families have allowed uh, so they can present their, their case to you as a board. Um, and then I would suggest Chris and, or Kevin and myself would be a part of it. But then at some point, if the board wants to deliberate on their own, you have the right to do that. And you can excuse us from the closed session. But you, you will have to come out of closed session to make the motion. Now, because we are dealing with the student situation, Please understand that your motion should not include any student names. So you will say student A or identify however you want to identify without using the name. All right. So in your packet, there is a motion of, that I would move that we withhold a closed session as provided in section 21.51A and or E of the Code of Iowa to conduct a student hearing for an open enrollment eligibility request. That is the motion that John will put into the minutes. Um, and so we would need a first and a second. There would be a roll call, and you have to have at least two-thirds of the vote, so four people would have to say yes if I'm going to closed session. To go into closed session. I'll make a motion. Second. 
Motion and a second to go into closed session as reviewed by Mr. Cruz. Mark. Yes. Glory. Yes. Jackie. Yes. Jay. Yes. Frank. Yes. Motion carries 5 0. We'll go into closed session. Hey, yeah, so the rest of you, you're welcome to leave, and Kevin and I will stick around. Okay, we are back in open session. We would entertain a motion if there is one. I'd like to make a motion that we waive the 90-day period for the student. I'll second. We have a motion and a second to uh, waive the ineligibility period. We'll take a roll call vote. Jackie? No. Jay? Yes. Brent? Yes. Mark? Yes. Lori? Yes. Motion carries 4-1. Okay, so I'll get a hold of the Carroll superintendent to let them know that it's been waived. I think their board meeting is actually tonight, so they may not have a board meeting until November, but, but it'll probably be about the same time as the wrestling will start. And like I said, it's, now it's their decision whether or not they would allow it or not. Yeah, you'll, uh, Casey Brewer lost his name, so you probably don't want to be in contact with him. All right. Make us proud. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank we you appreciate guys. it. Good luck to you. That movie adjourned. <laughs> Second. 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 Good luck. All those in favor? Good luck to you. Okay. I think we're adjourned. Everybody said yes, right? Yes. I said yes. I don't believe it. I said yes. Okay. We are adjourned.